why Mike Evans' contract situation isn't just an off-field issue for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend when they visit the Minnesota Vikings. For that and more on this Crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buccaneers fans, and welcome to this Crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Bucks first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. If you are on YouTube, we are about 20 subscribers away from 5,000 subs. Please, if you find it within the kindness of your hearts, Drop us a sub. Help us get to 5K before we get to week one. In the meantime, you can also follow me, your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at DHarrison82. My co-host, James Yarko, is at JYarko uh, underscore Bucks. And the show is at Locked on Bucks. Both of us credential members of the media. I write for BucksGameDay.com. James Yarko is the deputy editor of BucksNation.com. Uh, but today, it's not going to be James. It's not going to be me. It's going to be Luke Braun of Locked on Vikings coming through here with you for this crossover Thursday episode brought to you by Prize Picks. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com/slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Without further ado, let's bring in Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings to get this crossover Thursday underway. What's going on, Vikings fans, Buccaneers fans? It is crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. This is a tradition for those new to the network that we have been doing here on the Locked On Network for years, uh, where I of Locked On Vikings, Luke Brunt, will talk to David Harrison of Locked On Bucks in advance of the week one matchup at U.S. Bank Stadium. So um, I guess we kind of start with the big headlines. So in Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. what don't I know about as a fan of just the Vikings and kind of I barely pay attention to other teams around the league? I mean, the, the biggest story going on in Tampa right now, honestly, is circulating around wide receiver Mike Evans, uh, who's who's playing this year on an expiring contract. He has nine straight thousand yard receiving, uh, receiving seasons. Right. Uh, coming into this into the season, the only NFL receiver in history to ever have nine in a row to start an NFL career. And now there's this crossroads where Mike Evans agent is very publicly telling people we've been trying to get a new deal done with the Buccaneers for however long. They're not meeting us halfway. They're not meeting our demands. They're not willing to pay Mike what he's worth. And so he's probably going to end making threats of this is going to be his last season in Tampa and he's going to take his mm-hmm. his talents elsewhere. And and all this other stuff. And it's it's just when you have a team that is coming off the heels of the quote unquote Brady era, it was only three years, but you know, in Buccaneers history, that's an era. Um, on top of that, you've got all kinds of turmoil as far as is the offensive line going to be any good? You know, is Todd Bowles on the hot seat? You got a new offensive coordinator, like the cap situation is straining everything. There's just a lot of drama kind of going on around this team. And then, oh, by the way, everybody expects them to be one of the worst teams in the NFL at the same time. So the question is really going to be is while Mike Evans and his agents say if there's not a deal in place by, say, Sunday morning, Saturday night, he's just moving on and focusing on football. OK, 
when your future is up in the air like this, and if you are truly feeling disrespected by a franchise you've done all this great stuff for, are you really going to be able to be focused on just football? And if you, one of the team leaders, stars of this franchise, are not completely locked into this game, is everybody else going to be locked in the game too? Because, Luke, you know this. Leaders, mm-hmm. you, you set the pace. So if Mike Evans is distracted even one one inch, that could trickle down to the rest of the team. Yeah, I mean, that is sort of a moment that the Vikings have gone through for the last couple of years. And maybe that's where we are at right now is that a lot of our legacy veterans are Eric Kendricks's and Anthony Barr's mm-hmm. and Dalvin Cook and all of these guys, Thielen, that have been with the team for for a decade or almost a decade or in some cases more than a decade. Um leaving, going to other places. So we are sort of entering this new unknown chapter headlined by Brian Flores. And I I, want to ask some stuff to you later about um, Baker Mayfield and that offensive line and protection and blitzes and all that stuff, because the Vikings are a blitz heavy team. Now the defense that they were before was this soft Fangio style, back it up, try to keep everything in front of you as a catastrophe. Uh, and they've just gone completely to the other side of the spectrum and said, F it, we're blitzing 45% of the time. <laughs> um, yeah, going into that, we're also kind of on Justin Jefferson contract watch, but I don't think that has a lot of uh, bearing on the actual Buccaneers game. That's sort of something handled handled upstairs, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. So guess- and, and, you know, I would like to think that Mike Evans, you know, you guys become stars for a reason, right? So I'd like to think that he mm-hmm. can put this aside, and I think, most people have confidence that he can, and it shouldn't impact the game. But bottom line is that's that's the biggest news going on in Tampa right now. That's really interesting because the Vikings corners in particular are maybe the biggest weakness, and they're going to be in man-to-man coverage. So like the, you can expose this. You have to get the blitz, though. You have to pick up the blitz. Can you do that? So my question, I guess, and I think this is the biggest factor of this, is how does Baker Mayfield handle that? That's that's going to be the big question. You know what I mean? He had a he had a pretty solid preseason outing, you know, and early on. And, and honestly, Coach Bowles has even talked about this early on in training camp. It almost looked like Kyle Trask was kind of being the was was maybe taking a little bit of a lead in the quarterback competition. But then you come out for the preseason and in that first preseason game, Baker Mayfield just looked far and away the, the better, uh, the better quarterback for the team. And I think that kind of brought everybody back to where we were originally when it was first announced that this was going to be a competition, quote unquote, where everybody kind of said, well, Baker's got the the intangibles. He's got the arm. He's got everything that you kind of want in. Honestly, a little bit of the attitude, like when you're leading an underdog team, you kind of need an underdog type of quarterback. You need a quarterback who's not going to care about the reputation, not going to care what everybody else says. And Baker Mayfield, he's proven a lot of things, I think, during his career. But but the biggest thing he's proven is that he does not care what anybody else thinks about him or his squad. He's going to go out there and play his kind of game. And that can be kind of dangerous. Bucks fans know yeah. dangerous, you know, dangerous chip on their shoulder quarterbacks going back to Jameis Winston, but it can also be very exciting. And I think this kind of a team, you really kind of need that type of leader. So I think he's the right guy, whether it's going to, I think there's going to be hold on to your seat moments of excitement. And then there's gonna be hold on to your seat moments of despair. It's super cool. This is kind of a mirror matchup on defense a little bit, just mm. like stylistically with Todd Bowles. And I know he's backed off the blitz a little bit in the, in the last year. Um, he's not quite as insane as he was in like the Super Bowl year was crazy. Mm. Um, but it's a little bit of, Hey, these two teams, we got guys, we want to man up. Um, we're going to blitz a lot. We're going to put pressure on the quarterback and Hey, if you pick up the blitz, our corners might get exposed. And I think with the bucks, when they won the Super Bowl, 
those corners were good enough not to get exposed. And that really made the whole thing ascend to a new level. There's a matchup that I think I want to ask you about one that I think you're, you're going to be a fan of this one. Um, so that's going to be what comes up next, as well as some kind of keys to the game stuff that we will talk about a little bit later, right after we talk to you a little more about prize picks. Yeah, because this crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Vikings, Locked On Bucks is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks like Luke Braun, you pick more than <laughs> or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Hopefully, your skills are better than mine because my skills led to me depleting my bankroll fairly quickly last year. We'll see how I do this year. This week on prize picks, I'm selecting Justin Jefferson for less than 100 yards. More on that here in just a little bit. And Lamar Jackson for more than one passing touchdown. Uh, with that new Todd Munkin, Georgia combination, former Buccaneers offense coordinator uh, type of offense there in Baltimore. Now, Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. If you are an iPhone user, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL or the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy with prize picks. Thank you all so much for making Vikings or locked on Bucks the first listen of the day, whichever one you are coming from. Um, FYI, in these podcast feeds and also on the Locked On NFL feed, we've got the ultimate NFL preview. So I got together with all the NFC North guys. David got together with everyone from the NFC South and uh, previewed our divisions and seasons by answering a number of questions like, who's the best quarterback in the division? What about a team that didn't make the playoffs that might this year? Uh, lots of fun debate. And it's this really big produced thing. Like whenever the Locked On uh, network does an ultimate something, you got to tune in. Um, but let's hone in on a couple of these matchups. You, you, you intrigued me. Now I got to ask, what's this, this, what, what are you doing about Justin Jefferson? What, what is the Bucks plan? This is going to be a question yeah. for me. Every single one of these crossovers. What's your plan for JJ? Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's gotta be the first question. Every defense answers, right. Coming into this exactly. matchup and, and then, oh, by the way, you got a young fellow over there looking to take advantage of you spending so much time, you know, uh, focusing on Jefferson. I mean, mm -hmm. bottom line is like, you know, you're not going to keep a player like this from impacting the game. The question is how much of an impact is he going to make Carlton Davis specifically against Jefferson? That is the matchup that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to win, but you can't expect to win it with just Carlton Davis. Like I think at the end of the day, uh, Carlton Davis, I think is a legit cornerback, you know, a, a very good cornerback in his own right. But I think everybody has to kind of understand what his limitations are and how to best address them because Carlton Davis, when he starts getting beat, he gets very grabby in, in the past, and, mm -hmm. and officials have already kind of proven they're not going to let CD3 get away with all that grabbiness. And so the key to that is a guy like Antoine Winfield Jr., who last year had to play in the box a lot, but this year he's going to get to play a little bit off. He's going to get to play a little bit more safety, and I think that he's going to be able to show his pass coverage ability as much this year as he was able to show his kind of run stopping and his box supporting 
uh, ability uh, 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 last year. Yeah, there's the, the pick your poison the Vikings at least are trying to present here because they're really, really excited about Jordan Addison opposite Justin right. Jefferson. And of course, TJ Hawkinson as well just got that big payday kind of because last year he was wide receiver too. He was the second mm-hmm. receiving option. If you double Jefferson, he was going to be one on one on the backside. And they really they got 100 yard games out of him that way. Um, and so that's sort of the pick your poison is what is a greater impact? To, is it Justin Jefferson getting 120 yards or is it Justin Jefferson getting double teamed all day and everybody else gets 120 yards? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, which which ki- what kind of game do you want to actually play? Here's a matchup that I think I'm a little bit more concerned about, because ultimately with like Carlton Davis, if he's a physical corner, you might want to shadow him on Addison, who's smaller and struggled with that mm-hmm. in college. Um, but with the the trenches, Vita Vea, you talked about him earlier. We fear Vita Vea on Garrett Bradbury. <laughs> he's a smaller <laughs> center. All centers are smaller. Um, mm-hmm. And finding a way to keep that from becoming a one-on-one, I think is going to be a big cat and mouse game between Todd Bowles yeah. and Kevin O'Connell, but I think more specifically Chris Cooper, who's the O-line coach uh, and works a lot on the run game. Trying to stop that from becoming, oh, Vita Vea just killed a guy one-on-one, right? Ed Ingram and Ezra Cleveland, too. I don't know if any of those guys can take Vita Vea one-on-one. And I think we have to find a way to uh, orchestrate the run game such that that they don't have to. Otherwise, he can really, really, really be a game wrecker, um, regardless of what else is going on on that defensive line. Um, But I kind of wanted to ask in terms of personnel on the other side of the ball, trying to figure out the matchups here, because I was looking a little bit at some some Buccaneers tape from the preseason and noticed that their run game looked very similar to the one the Vikings ran last year, a lot of zone and duo, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Jet motion, that kind of thing. And speaking of trying to get double teams or break up double teams, is this going to be a 12 personnel kind of vibe or is this going to be an 11 personnel kind of vibe? Because if the Vikings get to use their base personnel, they're a 314, which means they get to put five guys on the line of scrimmage, which means it's harder to get double teams. And then you can get, you know, Harrison Phillips one-on-one with somebody with a rookie, right? Uh, Or whoever's on that offensive line. So I guess I kind of wanted to kick that over to you. What kind of offensive personnel are the Vikings or are the, are the Buccaneers looking to base out of? Um, and that probably determines who you guys are going to see on the defensive side. Yeah, I think a lot of us are expecting a lot of 12. You know what I mean? And some of that is okay. is personnel, honestly. You know what I mean? Like you look at the Buccaneers and I think a lot of us also expected them to go after a legitimate number two running back. And instead, they go with a veteran Chase Edmonds. They keep Keyshawn Vaughn, who really hasn't proven a whole lot outside of a few flashes during his career so far. And then they go get undrafted free agent running back out of Syracuse, Sean Tucker, who now is unofficially listed as their number two running back. And while that's great for him, it also kind of shows you what they what they brought into the season behind Rashad White. So if you really are, are putting a lot of your eggs in one running back basket, that kind of shows that you're, you're going to do things that you think are going to make him successful without him having to do a lot of work on his own because that's only going to make him wear down uh, a lot faster. And then you have guys like Co'Keefe, Payne Durham, and David Wells in, in the tight end group who – Mostly, you've got receiving talent, right? But Coquib is more of your blocking type of tight end, and I think that he's a guy that they can bring in and force that Minnesota Vikings defensive line to work a little bit more and not be able to take advantage uh, of some of these advantageous matchups that you're going to have with uh, essentially a piecemeal offensive line that the Buccaneers are bringing, which is the best way I can describe them until 
we see enough of them to start having some confidence in them. You know, the, the coaches are saying all the right things, but the bottom line is you got five new starters. Uh, well, I guess really four new starters with Robert Hainsey is the starting center now uh, with Ryan Jensen on IR. But with Tristan Wirth moving over to the left side, you've got a brand new left tackle who sure could be all pro caliber. Hopefully he's going to be all pro caliber, but it's not proven yet. So outside of the center, you don't really have any proven track records for what you have on the offensive line. So this Minnesota Vikings defense is literally going to be the first real test that this offensive line is going to face. So having two tight ends in there to help them from a matchup standpoint, but also from a blocking standpoint, K. Dotton is more of a receiver than blocker, but I think he can hold his own uh, to a certain extent if he's helping someone, not taking someone on one one on one. And I truly think that's where this game is decided is going to be on that side of the trenches. Brian Flores is going to bring a whole bunch of blitzes. Can you set your protections and get them picked up and survive? Right, just survive, or can you know we we get to our hots and stuff like that. Um, I, I want to go a little deeper into that, especially on the offensive line with you. Uh, right after we talk a little bit about LinkedIn. Yeah, this uh, this crossover Thursday episode, Locked On Bucks, Locked On Vikings, also brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. So you want to be one hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Once you post your job, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are indeed hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn uh, Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster so post your job opening for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So let's get down to the brass tacks and talk about what these teams need to do to, to secure the win. And I want to start with the Buccaneers. And my opinion on this, just knowing what is coming to the Buccaneers, is that that O-line needs to hold up. My question then becomes, when there is pressure, what happens? And my understanding of Baker Mayfield is that he's sort of learned to dump the ball off. Is that Mm -hmm. something? I mean, who? so then my question becomes, who are the yak guys? Who are the checkdowns that can really hurt you in the flat um, and, and punish those blitzes? Or if that isn't the case, how... Do the Buccaneers plan to punish all out zero blitz? Yeah, that's that's going to be the biggest question, I think, for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team to answer all season long. You know what I mean? Because, again, if we're we're not the only ones seeing this offensive line that basically is is just kind of being pieced together as as they're going. And, and every opponent knows that if you can keep your 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 team, your opponent's weakness from becoming a confidence, then that's that's kind of your fastest way to get a victory. So the more they can exploit the offensive line. Uh, the better off that they'll be. So from there, it's on the quarterback, like you mentioned, Baker Mayfield, making smart, quick decisions when he needs to. But also it's on Dave Canales to, to scheme up either quick passing games, screens, what have you, uh, and, and ways to kind of take advantage of these opportunities without getting so one-dimensional that the Vikings essentially just know, you know every play that's happening. I think the trick is going to be for Dave Canales to find an offensive blend that doesn't allow the Minnesota Vikings to just Say, okay, hey, we, we already know what you're about to do before you snap the ball, but also allows his offense to play fast because if guys start having to think too much or guys start playing tentative because they're, they're lacking confidence or 
not sure what they're doing or, or if it's going to be successful. I think that's where you're going to see any team just implode on top of itself. A lot of, if you had to write down the Buccaneers depth chart from an accuracy standpoint, you're writing question marks all over the formation, all over the field. And that really makes it hard to fully predict what the Buccaneers are going to do. Exactly. Um, and and I think it's kind of on the same side of the ball for me in terms of the the thing the Vikings need to do to win this game is they need to tackle. Um, they need to tackle properly in these yeah. situations where the ball has been dumped off. This is going to be the, the the a game that I think is decided at some point on a third and long for the Buccaneers. At some point, they'll be in a third and 10 or worse, and mm-hmm. the Vikings will send a big blitz, and the game will swing on that play if the Bucs get out of it and score. That's the way I feel like this game goes. Um, or it ends up in a sack, or it ends up in a check down, and we come down and we tackle, and it's and they're punting, and then and, and then that was that. Um, I think that's where it comes down to, like in these matchups where it feels like there's kind of strength on strength on the other side of the ball, where you know Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson and this first round Addison, and you know don't forget KJ Osborne who's no slouch, and this offense that's you know very. I'll say uh, intentionally constructed. It's very focused. There's a very clear mm-hmm. idea of what they want to do, and they've been very efficient in terms of, of pursuing that. And I think of the same of the Bucks defense, and that I mean, it's studs up and down it, right? Yep. Um, and and I feel like when it's this strength on strength thing, that kind of cancels. And you know, the Vikings will get their licks, and the Bucks will get their licks, and and everybody's going to kind of get some and it's going to turn out to be a sort of okay performance and it comes down to the volatile other side of the ball of you know where everybody's got their question marks and that's mm-hmm. i think i don't know that does that track with you that's that's where it feels mm-hmm. like down to with me for sure um so wrapping all of that up the vikings are favored by six at home on mm-hmm. uh, FanDuel. what do you think happens here do they cover don't they give me a score if you want yeah, so I don't, I don't, I think that it's going to be a fairly close game. So I do think that the Vikings pull this one out. I don't think they cover the spread. I think it's about a four point game, probably looking low 20s, high teens uh, for the losing team. Uh, and I think that's it's a mostly defensive battle with, like you said, a couple of few plays and then late in the game, maybe a third and 12. And if it's converted, you got an opportunity. But if it's not, then that's a ball game. Yeah, it's like one of these third quarter moments that doesn't feel like, you know, the, the game really hinged on that play. Like, you know, it was a fourth and 20 at the end of the game or anything like that. But I, I do feel like that's where the key to this one comes. I am feeling a little more bullish. Um, and some of it is on based on the conversation we just had here. It feels like there are a lot of pressure points around which the Bucks can fall apart. And it's a good way of putting it. The yeah. blitz heavy, you know, let's send eight kind of cover zero thing is meant to find those pressure points points you know to find that loose string and pull on it and see what unravels i I can absolutely see this one getting out of hand now like i said at the outset i can see a whole range of outcomes i can see this getting out of hand for the vikings too who are feeling a little full of themselves maybe uh after a a solid idea of camp and i think there's a lot of positivity around the team you know they were just 13 and 4 and they you know they know that 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 was fake and they're ready to go prove that they can go do it again you know and Uh, one or two punches in the mouth and suddenly you start feeling like the the headlines wear on you, right? Um, so I could see it, but I think if I'm going to predict it, I'm, I'm going to make a call that the Vikings win and cover here. But mm-hmm. if you want to listen to more in-depth breakdowns from David and from me, you can come, of course, find Lockdown Bucks 
and Locked on Vikings. You can find the ultimate NFL preview, at least for me. I don't know what's going on on your show this week, but for me, um, I've done like comprehensive breakdowns of the Vikings offense on Monday and the Vikings defense on Wednesday. So if you really want to go scout, you can go uh, listen to that. Um, I don't know what you've got going on, David. But uh, there's a lot of content out there if you guys are interested. One more time, thank you to Luke Braun, host of Locked On Vikings, for coming through to do this crossover Thursday episode with me here on Locked On Bucks. And thank you out there, Buccaneers fans, for making Locked On Bucks first listen of the day every day. Every day is make sure you come back tomorrow. James Jarko and I will be back on Friday night for our weekly live episode final preview uh, before we get the season started. But we'll also be back. Saturday with another bonus episode. We're going to give you our final regular season record projections, and we're going to do some Buccaneers players superlatives uh, along the way as well. So an episode dropping Friday, episode dropping Saturday, and then, of course, we got game day Sunday, so you know an episode is dropping Sunday after the game. Until then, if you got questions or comments, please drop them in the YouTube comments. While you're there, please, again, subscribe to the channel. We are less than 20 subs away from hitting 5,000. We'd love to hit that number before we get to week one. If you can help us out with that until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. And we'll see you next time right here for another episode of locked on bucks, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. <laughs>